Hello and welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels. Sing in exultation, oh sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Sing glory to God, all glory in the highest, oh come let us adore him, oh come let us adore him. Adore Him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory given. You are word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord.
come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him christ the lord oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him christ the lord
got our King and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of His heaven. No ear may hear His coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive Him still, the dear Christ enters in. Here's our prayer for year round. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sins and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Big finish. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Blue clouds of night. 
Put in the second verse the lot of groups leave out 
And that's the heart of the song. Let's do it. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope a weary world rejoices for yonder break a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. Led by the light. Of faith serenely beaming With glowing hearts By his cradle we stand So led by light Of a star Sweetly gleaming There came the wise and from Orient land Now listen, this is why he came Right here The King of Kings Lay thus in lowly manger In all our trials He was born to be our friend He knows our need to our weakness he's no stranger behold your king before him lowly man Behold your king before, before him lowly bend. Through 
only he taught us to love one another his law is love and his gospel is peace James shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let all within us Praise His holy name, Christ is the Lord, oh praise His name forever, His power and glory for His power and glory forevermore proclaim. Now sing it to him. Christ, you are our Lord. We will Let's get into the word tonight because I am a musician. I love I love praise and worship. Worship is a gift from God. It is it is a vitally important thing. It's something that God has said that we should do, not because not because He needs it. If if you ever want to know what God looks like, this is this is. This is not part of the message tonight, but this will help you all. If you want to know what God looks like, go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and read the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13. Because God is love. And if your picture of God looks like anything different than that, your picture of God is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's known as the love chapter. And if, if you read it, just read it and study it. Don't, don't go there right now. We're, we've got some other things to cover tonight. But go there and study it. 
because that will give you the most complete picture of who God is, who Jesus is. If your picture of God does not look like Jesus Christ looked when he walked this planet, your picture of God is wrong. Now, I'm I'm not here to to judge or condemn anybody. But we're here to talk about who Jesus is and why he came. So, so worship, then, is not, it's not for God's sake, because as 1 Corinthians 13 says, love seeks not its own. God is not looking to give himself glory. He's going to get glory, because he is glorious. But he gets glory from his children enjoying him. The, the old Westminster Catechism. I, I gotta give I gotta give props to the Presbyterians. My my mom is a Presbyterian preacher's daughter, so I grew up with this. That the chief end of man, meaning the most important thing in our life, is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So then, again, worship is not for God's sake; it's for ours. But if you come together for a church service, now yes, there are times my. My church, the church that we attend in prayer, we have we have a plan for December thirtieth for our New Year's Eve Eve service. We're going to have a candlelight worship service, and I, I'm, I'm I'm good with that. That's great. But when you come together, worship is important. But you got to get into the Word, and that's 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 where we're headed tonight. Now, one more brief aside, because I was thinking about this while while we were watching. That little drummer boy video, and I, I need to work this up into a message because I, I, I it'll preach. But there's some key elements there. That little drummer boy realized that he had nothing in himself that was worthy to bring him. He said, "I have no gift. For I there is nothing in me that is worthy to bring before my king." He says. Here's what I do have. I've got this drum, and I'm pretty decent at playing. So I'll come, and shall I play for you? He offered what he had. He said, what I have isn't much, but what I have, I will offer to my king. And here's what happened when he did it. <laughs> he played his drum, and he says, I played my best for him. This, this is important. I was reading an article, you know, I must have read the article 20 years ago, and it was about it was about an incident that happened closer to 40 years ago. And it was Brother Kenneth Copeland. He was recording one of his one of his music albums. In addition to being an anointed minister of the gospel, he's also just an incredible singer. One of my favorites. And he was recording now, and this was before they built the studio there at, at Eagle Mountain. And so he's recording in a secular studio, recording with a with an engineer that for for all from all evidence didn't know Jesus. And they they had done several takes and it was it was good, but Brother Copeland wasn't satisfied. Because he's not gonna put his name on something that's not one hundred percent top notch. So the engineer quips, well it's good enough for the gospel. It's good enough for gospel music. I don't remember if Brother Copeland actually fired him or not, but he definitely gave him a stern talking to because 
If you're planning for the Lord, if you're if you're if you're doing something for Jesus, do it top notch. Do it to the best of your ability. Now, I, that doesn't mean you get you get off into condemnation like, oh, I, I can't do this as well as I'd like. That's your part. Bring what you have and do play your best. If if you're a singer, sing your best for the Lord. If you play an instrument, play your best for the Lord. If you draw, if you write poetry, I've seen some of the some of the drawings and some of the poetry that gets posted out here on the on the wall. And there's just some I've seen some incredible things. Do do everything you do. The word says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Do it as unto the Lord. So play your best. Do your best. And then it ends with, with Jesus smiling at me. When you do your best for the Lord, he looks on it. That's my girl. That's my boy. That's my kid. I'm, I'm proud of that. So if you if you do your best, you play your best for the Lord, then he's gonna smile. He's gonna honor it. And he's going to empower you <laughs> to do far greater than you thought you could ever do. Because when you start adding his ability, his his super on your natural, as one preacher put it. It becomes something far greater than you can even imagine. Okay, none of that was in the plan for tonight. <laughs> it's good anyway. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it in the podcast. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, John chapter one tonight. John chapter one. I know you're thinking this is a Christmas service. Why are we not going to Luke or Matthew? Because y'all have heard this hundreds of times. I grew up I grew up with this. I know not everyone did, but I grew up with this. That means every Christmas I heard the story. Every Christmas, we, it was like in the days of Caesar Augustus, there arose a decree that all the world should be taxed. And Mary and Joseph go to, go to Bethlehem, and you know the story. So, we need to see... Not that Jesus came, but let's look at why Jesus came. Something that hit me, hit me, hit me at this service last year was when the angels, the angels speaking to the shepherds, they proclaimed glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Well, I was typing that up, typing that up in my notes for this service last year, and I missed the end, and it said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward me. And I stopped, and I looked at it and I said, that's what that actually means. Yes. Yeah. It's so stuck in here. Yes, we understand. Most people get it. I'm, I'm not talking about hardcore atheists, but most people in the world, if, if they really break it down, they believe that yes, there's a God. They may believe that yes, God loved the world. They may, they may they may buy the big picture, but it's that it's that trying to bring it down to it's that trying to bring it down to yes, God loves the world, but that means that God loves me. This isn't just peace, goodwill toward goodwill toward men in generic. This is God came. God sent His Son. To restore peace between himself and me. And the same is true for each and every one of you. Now, 
if you don't know Jesus, if, if you're here just because this is what you do at Christmas time, if you don't know Jesus, don't leave here tonight without getting to know him. Don't go one, don't go one moment longer. Because God loves you so much. If you if you only got a picture of how good God really is and how much he loves you. Now, I'm running myself in, in circles here, not getting where I need to get. But it, here, here's why. John chapter 1. We'll start with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through Him. And without Him, nothing was created that was created. In Him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. That's modern English version. I love the old King James there. The darkness did not comprehend it. That's, uh, the meaning is twofold. Number one, yes, darkness cannot overcome light. If you, turn out, if you turn out all the lights in here, and then you light one little pinpoint, you can see it from anywhere in the room. Because it will drive the darkness out. It, it may not drive all the darkness out, but it will push it back. You'll be able to see that light. But number two, Darkness doesn't understand light. This is why, if you're a believer, if you're a child of God, this is why the world doesn't understand you. This is why I have friends that don't understand what I'm doing in here tonight. Why would you want to spend your Sunday night doing that? Because this is what I love to do. (laughs) And they don't understand. Why? I I I had one lady ask me, like, why do you do that? Because this is literally the most important thing in the world. And it is the most important thing to preach the gospel, to share the good news of a good father who has nothing but love for you. Yeah. Yeah. People want want to accuse us of preaching a feel-good gospel. Well, when you hear good news, it makes you feel good. (laughs) And the good news is that God loved us and sent Jesus for us to restore us to fellowship with him. Let's let's jump down to verse 9. The true life, this is talking about Jesus, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was created through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, he gave the power to become sons of God. To those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. To those who received him, the gift is there. We, the reason we give gifts at Christmas time is to commemorate the greatest gift, the gift of Jesus Christ. And that gift is freely given to each and every person that walks this land. All you have to do, all you have to do is accept. All you have to do is receive it. People, somebody, you know, some people may have, have problems with the terminology of, of I accepted Jesus. Okay. I, and I get it. But the terminology that we received him is 100% biblical. God offered it. We received it. 
If somebody gives you something, it doesn't become yours until you receive it. If, if somebody were to walk up to you and say, I have a pardon here from the government of the state of Oklahoma. Charismatic Word of Faith service. The running joke is that Brother Hayden wrote Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. I love those verses. And I want you to go to Romans chapter 5. We'll get, we'll get, yeah. the, the running joke in our family, because my dad constantly references it, is that if dad wrote a verse, his was John 10, 10. And we may get there. That, that was in my plan. But if I have a verse that I wrote, Romans chapter 5. Bless you. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, and I, I wish I had time to go there, go back and read it, not now, but go back and read it and find out what leads up to this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, also, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace, this divine favor. I said it this way. Grace is the atmosphere of the believer. The same way our human bodies take in the air and absorb the oxygen and, and pull the things out of that air that our bodies need. In the same way, the atmosphere of the believer, we are designed to live, move, and have our being within the grace of God. Within his divine favor toward us. Through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And so we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That divine favor. That divine peace. Peace with God. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Peace on earth, goodwill toward me. This is why Jesus came. To give us peace with God. The breach between God and man. I know y'all have seen this. One of, the, one of the most famous tracts in all of Christian circles. Originally by Campus Crusade for Christ, if I recall correctly. But it's called The Four Spiritual Laws. And I know you've seen this. And the, the picture is that over here, you've got God. And over here, you've got mankind. And they're separated by this gulf. This gulf called sin. Sin separated us from God. Yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about sin because my sin has been nailed to that cross. <laughs> I know I'm getting ahead of myself. We're talking about the birth of Christ here, but here's what happened. Jesus Christ bridged that divide. Yeah. 20 plus years ago, again, Point of Grace had a song, there's a cross to bridge the great divide. The great divide that separated God from man. 
has now been bridged because Jesus Christ came to earth. He came to restore us to 100% fellowship with our Father. Peace with God. Access to everything that the Father has. Every bit of the kingdom of God is ours because of Jesus Christ. Peace with God. Okay. I still have time. Go back to John. I had, I had to get Romans 5 in there. I, I had to. I, I could not could not avoid it. <laughs> I never want to avoid it. I, I, I could squeeze Romans 5 into just about every sermon I think. I love that verse. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of verses I say maybe my favorite verse, but I think Romans 5, 1 and 2 maybe. I I think if you had to pick a favorite verse, that would be it for me. Now, back to John chapter 1, verse 14. The Word, that was Jesus. The Word became flesh. The Word took on flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory, the glory as the only Son, the only begotten of the Father. What does that look like? It means He is full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If you are full of something, if you are full of something, there is no room for anything else. That's fine. And so if God is full of grace, if Jesus is full of grace and truth, that means that he is 100% full of favor toward you. You don't have to be concerned about the wrath of God. I'm not. I didn't say the wrath of God doesn't exist, but you're his child. You're not appointed to the wrath of God. That wrath was satisfied at the cross of Calvary. Every bit of wrath that the Father ever had toward you wasn't toward you anyway, it was toward your sin. And every bit of your sin was nailed to that cross. The glory is of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, that's time, almost. I got time for one more thing. John chapter ten. John chapter ten. We will close with this. What we're talking about here is why Jesus came. Why? Why? Why did this event happen two thousand plus years ago that changed the world forever? People that don't even people that don't even think about Jesus have to acknowledge it every time they every time they write the date the reason that this year that's getting ready to end is 2018 and not uh, I think in the Jewish calendar it's like 5778 or something like that I don't, I don't remember I could be wrong on that don't don't quote me on that but uh, the Jewish calendar because they don't acknowledge Jesus kept numbering from well way back <laughs> But the reason that the world at large is living in 2018 is because Jesus came. Now we see why. John chapter 10. And you know, for sake of time, since I don't wrote this, since we've got to get this, we're just going to have to go to verse 10. I was, I was going to try to lead up to this and build up to this, but let's just go to verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. And I know a lot of y'all know this verse. The thief does not come except 
to steal and to kill and to destroy. Stop, 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 stop. Let's, let's, yeah, let's stop right there. The thief and God are diametrically opposed to each other. They are not working together. Let me let me burst your religious bubble here for a second. <laughs> the idea that God gives and takes away is an Old Testament picture. It is, I didn't say he was wrong to say it, but he didn't have a full picture of what God looks like. God is a giver. He gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. Even if you look at, even if you look back at the one who said he gives and takes away. And the word says he didn't sin by saying that. God didn't hold his error against him. But it was the enemy, it was the thief who took all Joe's stuff. God gave it all back. <laughs> so, so the thief comes only to do these things. Satan exists to do only three things. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. If it comes to... I preached this a couple years ago. Know what from where is the way Dad put it. You have to know what comes from where. And if it comes to steal from you, to kill you, or to destroy you, it didn't come from God. Somebody, somebody says, well, God took that away from me because he knew, he knew I couldn't handle it. Well, if it, was, if it was something that needed to be taken away, it would bring... Bring your, bring your sins, bring your burdens, bring the, the things that are holding you back. Bring those to him, absolutely. And lay them on the altar and let him take them. That's, that's great. But, oh, God took away, God took away my family because he knew I, I enjoyed them too much. No, 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 no. God forbid. Because the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy Jesus says, I came, I came that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I love, 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 love the Amplified there. I have come that they might have and enjoy life. Jesus came so that we would enjoy our life. Does that mean everything's going to be perfect? No. No. John 16.33, I don't have time to go there, but John 16.33 says, these things I have spoken to you, to you that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, he says. You will have pressure. I demonstrated it a couple of months ago with a piece of foam. You will have pressure. You will have things pushing on you, things pulling on you, things stretching you, things putting pressure on you. But, he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Again, the Amplified, I have deprived it of its power to hurt you. Yeah. So, back here in John 10, 10, then, why did Jesus come? Why was that baby born in the manger? Why did he come to Bethlehem? The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger. Why? In all our trials, born to be our friend. Just a side note. That's one reason that Nearly every version you hear of Holy Night records verse 1 and verse 3, and they skip verse 2. They cut out the heart of the song. They cut out why Jesus came. And I'm like, Lord, how do we do this? They have to know why you came. Amen. I came that they might have, back to them, that they might have and enjoy life 
in abundance to the full till it overflows. Melanie can't turn around at home without seeing this because I put up like 10 copies of it around now. Jesus came that we might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. I'm not I'm not where I want to be yet. No, I'm sorry. But if you've ever listened to Joyce Meyer, I've listened to her quite a bit. I'm not where I want to be yet, but thank God I'm not where I go. I'm pressing, I'm pressing on toward the mark of the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And I want, when people look at my life, this is what we were talking about after church this morning. Prosperity isn't for you. It's so that people will see your life and say, hey, that person's got something different. They've got life in abundance to the full, till it overflows. That is why Jesus came. So, as we celebrate this Christmas season, now, as I said, I'm, I'm not a Grinch. If you, if, you know, if you want to talk about Santa Claus coming to town, okay, fine. But the whole point the only reason that Santa Claus came to town, the only reason St. Nicholas was even a person, was because Jesus came. <laughs> so, this, and we'll, we'll, we'll close with this. Why? Why Christmas? Why this, why this celebration? Because the almighty God of the universe I don't know if y'all, uh, if y'all saw the last Avengers movie where Thanos snaps his finger. And, uh, let's, let's not get into that. But but God could have God could have wiped this whole thing out at any time. The moment the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, God could have said, "You know what? Forget it," and just wiped it. When he when he caused the flood. When he when he saved Noah and his family through the flood, he could have again just wiped this whole thing out. But God had a plan, and that plan was to restore fellowship between himself and his family. Yeah. The reason Jesus came is that he might become no longer the only Son of God. Amen. Jesus Christ is the Son of the capital S, Son of God. Yeah. He is the only begotten of the Father, as, as John says. But he came that he might become the firstborn of many brothers. Many children. <laughs> A family beyond number. All who have access to everything that the Father has. I'm out of time. <laughs> she she kind of had to give me that look because I, I, I could keep going. All right. Ladies, we love you. Melanie's going to go get the, going to go call. But let, let, let me pray for y'all before, before we leave, okay? Father, we thank you. We, we thank you so much. Father, for the precious gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We don't take that gift lightly. 
We thank you for giving. We receive that precious gift. We thank you, Father. Lord, your word says that every need, spirit, soul, and body, physical, financial, relational, that every need is met in accordance with your riches and glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it. We receive that gift. We honor you and we praise you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.